I'm naming a claiming an intern from Atlanta School of Ministry. That's that's for real. Y'all's what's up. <laughs> Thanks, bestie. I'm a klutz today. God is good though. Man, let's let's bow our heads and pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for who you are, Lord. Father God, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you that you love us, that you formed us, that you made us in our mother's womb, Lord, that you know us, that you knitted our bones together. God, that you created us for destiny, that you created us for purpose. God, you created us to be light bearers, that we're to shine your light to a dark world, Lord. God, I thank you that we are able because of you. God, I pray that you would take this message today, Lord God, and that you would anoint it, Lord God. God, I pray that you would help the listeners today have ears to hear what your spirit is speaking to them. And God, that you would give us the gumption, that you would give us the uh, ability to walk it out, not just to be hearers of the word, but doers also, Lord God. God, I thank you, Lord God, that you are not finished, but you are going to bring the good work you began in us to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. So God, God, I thank you ahead of time, Lord God, for the, for the fruit that is going to come from this place, for the fruit that's already coming from this place, for the fruit that's going to come from this message. God, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God is good. So uh, a few things. When you came in this morning, you did receive a bulletin, hopefully, and uh, inside of that, we have a talk it over sheet, and we're going to, you guys can bring that out, and then you can follow along with me at this message that we're speaking. See, so this is week three. Pastor Joshua last week preached about the parable of the sower, the seed. If you guys missed that, it was so good. I believe it was timely for our body. Go online to our website, and he has all of our messages online. You can listen to that too, Okay. Um, today, we're going to talk about kingdom multiplication. Can you say that with me? Say kingdom multiplication. And the foundational scripture that we're going to use, and, and what we're doing right now is we're, we're in a series called Paint the Town Red. And you may have heard of that saying. That's an old saying. It's kind of like, oh, let's go be the life of the party. And we know that in Christ, there is no, without Christ, there is no real life. And that with Jesus, there's no party like a Holy Ghost party. Y'all remember that? Ain't no party like a Holy Ghost party because a Holy Ghost party don't stop. That's right. And so we're going to talk about how to have life in, in Christ and how his words, the red, you have a, a, a Bible, a lot of Bibles have the red letters, which is the words that Jesus spoke. So that's what we're focusing on right now is the words that Jesus actually spoke. And so um, today our foundational scripture is going to be in Matthew 9, 35 through 38. So if you want to look on the screens or if you brought your Bible, you can open that up and we're going to read that together. It says, Jesus went through all the towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and sickness. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into the harvest field. Today, we're going to discuss about three things that we need to see happen to really see kingdom multiplication, because that's what God wants to do. You know, um, I shared, I think, the last time I spoke that with some of the things going on in our country and our government right now that I went through just a, a little bit of a, a gloomy time, just feeling a little depressed 
and how to encourage myself in the Lord. And the Lord kept reminding me for such a time as this, that he chose for us to be Christians, to be Christ followers during this time, to let our light shine during this time. And darkness cannot put out our light. So I want to encourage you today. God is still moving. He's still active. He's still breathing. He's still doing incredible things. And he wants you as his sons and daughters to be a part of that. So we're going to talk about four things today that we, to, to help us see kingdom multiplication. Number one, if you're going along with me, is the message needs to be focused on Jesus. It's so easy when we see things not happening the way we want it to happen to try to fix it in our own way. But friends, everything needs to be focused around the message of Jesus. The good news is the kingdom is Jesus. Jesus is the message. John 14, 6, one of my favorite scriptures, Jesus answered, and these are red letters, friends. You can, you can take this to the bank. I am the what? The way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father except through me. See, friends, he says he is the way, not a way, not a nice way, not a part way, but the way, the only way. He says he is the truth. See, so often we get confused on what is truth, just like Pilate. What is truth? Friends, truth is a person. Truth is Jesus Christ. He says, I am the truth. There is no truth without Jesus. And he says, I am the life, friends. There is really no life without Christ. And I've been thinking... Um, a lot lately about eternity, I was talking to my, to my mom, and uh, we had a little mother-daughter time, and I was talking to her, and uh, just the Spirit of God was coming on me, and I, I, I kind of even teared up. I'm like, Mom, I've just been thinking so much about eternity and just how short life is on this planet. But, friends, we were created for eternity. Even if we were blessed with 100 years, that's still just a drop compared to what eternity holds for you. Friends, we need to be we need to have an eternal mindset. We need to be driven by eternity to know uh, what we do matters for eternity. Who we accept matters for eternity. How we live for Jesus matters, friends. He is the way, the truth, and the life. The message needs to be about Jesus. I like what how Jesus said it to his disciples in Matthew ten seven. It says, "As you go, as you what." As you go, preach the message, the kingdom of heaven is near. If we want to see kingdom multiplication, if we want to see God's kingdom come on, on earth as it is in heaven, friends, first of all, we need to preach it as we go. That means everything we're doing, we need to make the most of every opportunity as we go. So I believe that means as we go to Walmart, the kingdom comes with us. Come on, some of y'all some Walmart goers, right? As we go to our job, the kingdom needs to come with us. As we go to school, Jesus needs to come with us. He's the message, right, friends? He needs to come right with us, right in school. They thought they kicked God out of school. No, friends, not if you're there and God's in you. They didn't kick God out of school, right? They didn't kick God out of the factory jobs or our business, our, our place of employment. Not if we're there because God is in us. As we go, preach the kingdom. Teach about Jesus. Let his light shine. As you go on a play date with your kids, because, you know, that's how we do it now, moms, right? We take them with us, right? 
As we go with them, the kingdom comes too, friends. We need to get this through our head because if we want the message of God to really show up, we need to take them as we go. Oftentimes, we act like God only lives in church. And we're only going to feel him, we're only going to see him, and we're only going to have a touch when we come into these four walls. But, friends, that's not how the kingdom grows. That's not how Jesus is, is multiplied in people. We need to go to them. We need to go and preach the message of Jesus as we go. And, friends, there's some people in here that are getting that and understand that. There's a, a young girl that's in our kids' church that won some kind of a, you know how they do it in schools, like you win awards and you have um, different, like you're the star of the week type thing. You ever, you, you know about that, right? Moms, grandmas, aunts, uncles, come on. So this young girl won that kind of award for, for a whole week. It was all about her, but she decided she didn't want it to be all about her in her public school. She wanted it to be all about God. And so that week, this elementary student, I think fourth or fifth grade, decided to make it all about God. When she could have made it all about her and her favorite things, she could have put her favorite sport, she could have put her favorite, um, you know, her favorite songs, her favorite whatever, but she made it all about God. There was a time where she had like a, I believe like some kind of show and tell in, in her class, and her mom was telling me that she brought her Bible as her show and tell, and she began to read, I think she read uh, John chapter 3 to her class and began to, to share the gospel. Can you believe this? In a public school, right? And get this, she told the kids that she prays for them every day. And there was kids in this public school that literally had tears in their eyes and began to cry and, and came up to her afterwards, even in recess and lunch, and was asking her about how she can pray for them. Friends, that's how it's done as we go. If these babes can get it, how do we get so confused about it? Why do we get so caught up in life problems? Maybe it's a little bit about what Pastor Joshua preached last week. It's the cares of this world are choking the life of God out of us, friends. Let's not be ashamed of the gospel for it's the power of salvation for everyone who believes. We need to take the message of Jesus as we go everywhere we go. And like I said, some of you guys are getting it. It just makes my heart so happy when I hear awesome things like uh, how a couple of you guys that work here in, in one of the local factories have a Bible study every single day at their work. And how God has given favor, given them their own little room. Come on, they're taking it right to their place of employment and sharing, opening up the Bible every day that they work there for 30 minutes, sharing it with Jesus as they go. Come on, friends. That's what it's about. So I want to encourage you today. Are you taking the message of Jesus as you go? Are you sharing Jesus in your place of employment? Are you sharing Jesus at, at your place of, uh, that you go to school? Or, or are you sharing Jesus with your family at your family reunions this summer, at the pool parties? Are you sharing Jesus with the kids in your neighborhood? As we go, friends, come on. That's the way we're going to see his kingdom come on earth. We need to share it. We need to share the message of Jesus. We can't, we can't be ashamed. Our, our mission statement here is hope to others, right? H2O, hope to others. Friends, the Bible says that Jesus is the hope of glory that lives within us, and we have to share him with others. He is our hope. I want to encourage you today, man, pray and ask God, help me. Help me get over. See, because my Bible says that he did not give me a spirit of timidity, right, a spirit of fear, but he gave me a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. Friends, 
with power, love, and a sound mind, we can surely share the message of Jesus as we go. Amen. The second thing I want to talk about today is that if we want to see the kingdom of God, the multiplication of the kingdom of God, we need to make sure our motivation is compassion. Our motivation needs to be compassion. See, Jesus, he shared the good news of the kingdom as he went. He was healing people and uh, seeing people come to, to salvation. But friends, the word says that when he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. See, friends, a lot of times we see people and we see how people act in the world and we don't have compassion on them. Instead, we want to condemn them. But Jesus had compassion on them. It's quiet in this Presbyterian church today. Come on. Come on. Wake up, y'all. Jesus looked at the crowds and had compassion on them. He didn't say, man, psh, fire and brimstone. Come on. Matter of fact, he had a couple of disciples that wanted to pull, pull out that fire and brimstone through one town that he went through, Samaria. Right? The sons of thunder, James and John, they're like, psh, come on, Jesus. Let's have a fi fi fire and brimstone. Send it, Father. And Jesus rebuked them. And a good thing because later on he, he went there and talked to the Samaritan woman and God sent revival to Samaria. See, we, we might look at someone and say, man, they're condemned to hell. Look at how they're acting. And you don't know what God has in their future. But we're so, we're so as a church, friends, and I'm talking about not just vision ministries, but a, the church, the greater church, body of Christ, especially in America. Man, we get some things so twisted up and confused. Friends, we need to have compassion. God wants us to have compassion on one another. Instead of just judging one another so easily, and we do it right here in the house of God. We get upset with one another. What's wrong with them? Why don't they got that together by now? Come on. You ain't never thought that? You've never said that? Well, y'all quiet for a reason today. Mm-hmm. Trying to listen. Mm-hmm. Friends, we got to get that right. We need to ask God to give us a heart of compassion. And listen, sometimes we do these things for a while, and we start getting hard. I told you guys before, man, there was a time a few years ago I was starting to get hard. I was like, man, forget this. <laughs> this is crazy. And I was starting to get hard. Like, what's the use? My heart was starting to get hard. And, and I had to go before the Lord and say, God, soften my heart again. I, I want to see the way you see. I want to look at people the way you look at people. Because, friends, we can only judge from uh, from. Uh, fleshly perspective because we don't we don't have that we don't see the way he sees his ways are higher than our, our ways his thoughts are higher than our thoughts and we need him to help us see people with compassion when he saw people harassed and helpless like a sheep without a shepherd he said i'm gonna have compassion on them friends there's a lot of people who are harassed today there's a lot of people that are straight up demonized today Instead of looking at them and saying, why are they like that? What's wrong with them? As, as a church, as a people of God, we need to have compassion on them and say, "You let me show you the way, the truth, and the life. Let me bring Jesus to you. Let me show you true love because true love is only found in him. Jesus' motiv motivation is always compassion. Jesus knew the people need, what they needed bef before they even came to him. We can approach Jesus 
with our, with our needs because we know he cares for us, friends. One of my favorite scriptures, Matthew 11, 28, and 30, and I believe this is a word for you guys today. And I'm going to read this in a different translation in the message translation that is uh, just kind of right in our language. And I want to read this, and I feel like this is a word for many of us. This is red letters, friends. This is Jesus speaking. It says, are you tired, worn out, burnt out on religion? Can someone say, well... Because if that's all you have is religion, it's easy to get burned out. I've been there. Are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me. Get away with me, and you will recover your life. Some of you guys just need a little recovery time. See, we think me time's going to do it, friends. Me time's not going to do it. Jesus time's going to do it. Right? says, I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me. And work with me. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Friends, this is a word for us today. Jesus is saying, come with me. You're worried. Are you burdened? Are you tired? Are you burnt out with church and religion? Come away with me. Let me teach you. That's what he's saying to us. Let me teach you. Let me show you. Work with me because, friends, I'm going to tell you right now, you don't need a Sabbath. You don't need a sabbatical, I should say. You know that saying that, that all of us burnout Christians say, I'm taking a sabbatical. You don't need a sabbatical when you work with Jesus, friends, because you have regular Sabbaths. You have regular rest because you learn to rest in him. Well, his word says true Rest. If some of you guys are feeling a little burnt out, some of you guys are feeling a little tired, then, friends, you need to get away with Jesus because he will refresh you. He wants to have compassion on you. He doesn't want us to share Jesus out of obligations. He doesn't want to say, man, neighbor, I'm really tired, and I don't feel like going to church myself, but would you come to church with me? Because my pastor told me I needed to pass out these flyers this week. Come on. I know. They would be looking just like that. Show that face. <laughs> that's how they would be looking like what um I'm okay I don't need that right that's how some of us share Jesus like we don't even want to but let me do it because I have to friends it's not a homework assignment that you're going to get a grade on right we do it because we want to we share out of compassion out of love because of love that he's given us I love this quote by Samuel Chadwick it says compassion cost." It's easy enough to argue, criticize, and condemn, but redemption is costly, and comfort draws from the deep. Brains can encourage, but it takes heart to comfort, friends. Friends, we need some hearts. We need some compassion. We need to allow God to do a, a work within us because if we are tired, if we're worn out, how are we going to encourage somebody else? How can we give to somebody when we don't even have it ourselves? right? The good Samaritan couldn't help out the man that was beat up on the side of the road if he didn't have the goods. Friends, I want to tell you, many of you guys are the good Samaritan, but you look at yourself as the man beat up on the side of the road. It's time to get a different perspective. That's not you anymore, friends. God wants to encourage you. He wants to have, Jesus wants to show you compassion, but you got to let him. And when we do, man, kingdom multiplication, things move, things happen. 
When's the last time you show the love of Jesus by sharing compassion with someone? See, one of my friends who's only 25 years old, she already started her own 501c3 ministry. It's called, it's called um, Covered. And she goes in to strip clubs, and she has tons of people that go in with her. And these women are trained up. I mean, they don't just send them in. I mean, they train them up first. And they go into these clubs, and they love on Jesus. And she, they call the strippers pearls. Isn't that cute? They call them pearls, and there's so many of them that have been coming to know Jesus, friends, because she has a heart of compassion because she remembered who she was when God saved her. I think a lot of us forget who we were and where we were when we got saved, and that's how we become religious. That's how we become judgmental. See, because the Bible says he who has been forgiven much loves much. When you remember what you've been forgiven from, when you remember who you were when he took you out of that miry pit, right, when he saved you. When we remember, that helps us have grace on others. So if we want to see the kingdom multiply, we want to see God just continue move, and he's going to. These are some of the things we need. We need to have the message always needs to be about Jesus, and we need to make sure our motivation is always from compassion. And finally, friends, I want to talk about the means. That's the how-to. Can you say the how-to? The means is discipleship. Man, there's so many converts and not very many people that are commissioned. God wants us to be more than converts. Okay? He wants us to be commissioned. Matthew 28, when you read the last words of Jesus, it's, it's right there. All authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything for I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Friends, Jesus wants to commission us, not just the pastor, not just the evangelist, every single one of us, wherever we are, he wants to commission us to do his work. And this foundational scripture that I started off reading about Jesus going to all the towns and healing the sick and having compassion on them, it says at the end, if you remember Matthew 9, 37, says the harvest, but he said this to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send workers into the harvest field. Friends, the harvest is not the problem. It's never been the problem. It's the lack of workers in the harvest field. It's the church sitting on their butt being comfortable and not doing what we're called to do, friends. I'm so glad that people here at Vision Ministries don't want to just be ones who will keep a chair warm. They want to be ones that are out there in the harvest field. I had uh, some of uh, my new friends, we went over to my sister's house. We kinda, some of us went over to my sister's. Some of us went to uh, our house and was showering and cleaning up and stuff. And, and uh, my sister has a new kitty cat. <laughs> Lord, that's not all too much. My daughter's already making plans. I'm like, no. Yes, I am that mom. No, we don't need cats. We don't need dogs. I have four kids. I got to try to send you back to school. Anyway, <laughs> so, you know, the, the, uh, the, mission, or the, the team here that was looking at the cat and was, oh, how cute. And they're like, where do you get it? And my sister's like, I got it from outside. And I was like, I love it. And then she said, and not only that, I was working out with some of the ladies at church, and one of the ladies came with me, when, and they saw my kitty, and it had a little, the kitty had a friend, and she was like, oh, she has a friend. I'll take it. And so she took it. So, so two of us got cats from outside, and I'm just like, and it was just so cute. And I was thinking to myself, you know what? 
I love vision ministries because we take what no one else wants. Come on. We, we'll, we'll take the stray and we'll see beauty in it, right? God has created us to be in the harvest field, friends. God has created you with purpose to love what no one else loves. To care for those who are harassed, who are helpless. To care for the followers. To care for the single mom. To care for the poor and downtrodden. God has called us as a church to be a light to broken people, friends. And right now, God has commissioned us to take it to a next level. And I have some friends that are going to pass out these Step It Up cards. If you can. And some of you guys have already heard this because we had a meeting this Wednesday with about 50 leaders, which was just so awesome to me. And I shared our heart here. This is a step it up commitment. I'm going to tell you guys, and I want you guys to hear this. The Lord has, has put it on our heart again to go to two services. And we're going to do this September 20th. It's 10, about 10 weeks from now. And before we wanted to share to the congregation, I wanted to bring our leaders together because I wanted to make sure that this was of God and that everybody, you know, who was a part of our leadership team, that they were like, yes, let's do this. And the Lord showed me a few things. Some of you guys remember uh, the passage in the Bible where the disciples were fishing all night and they just couldn't, they couldn't catch anything. How discouraging, right? And so they were coming in and here comes Jesus and he says to the disciples, he says, Throw the, the net out on the other side. And, and Peter says, well, you know, we've been fishing all day, and we haven't caught anything. And, but, but, Lord, because you told us to throw the net on the other side, we will. And when he threw that net on the other side, friends, he caught so many fish. that it, The Bible says that the net began to pull down. It almost began to sink the boat, friends. And I believe that's what the Lord is saying to us today. He said, you know what? You've done two services before, you know, a few years ago, and you had to go back to one because, because we didn't have the workers in the harvest field the way we needed to, and our people were getting burnt out. They were getting tired, and they needed to come away with God. But he says, but now listen, throw the net on the other side because it's time. Because as darkness increases, friends, in the last days, the light needs to increase too, and we need to be about it. We need to step up and say, you know what? I'm going to love the strays in this neighborhood. Come on. I'm going to love this community until they come to know Jesus. I'm going to put my hands to the plow, and I'm not going to look back. And so I want to encourage you here. This, the Lord gave us a strategy on how to do this. So this step-up commitment, this is a card that I want you to take and I want you to look at. And I know some of you guys have already got this Wednesday. And make sure you get it back to me. A few of you guys already have, but make sure you get this back to me too. And the Lord gave us a strategy of three different ways of how to go about stepping up. Because we need to step up. For us to pull off two services on a regular basis, we need to step up to do that. And so the Lord showed me three different teams. We got the dream team. And the dream team are those people who are just going to be about it. They're going to be the people who are going to go to one service every week, and then they're going to serve one service every week. They're going to put in basically like, like Sunday. It's like they're going to be put, putting in the hours on Sunday because they're like, you know what? This might be my only day off of work, but this is the day that the Lord has given us, and we're going to rejoice. We're going to be glad, and we're going we're to put it in because we want to see people come to know Jesus. That's what it's about, not having more people, but having more people who know Jesus. Amen? And so those are going to be the people that are, are going to say, you know what, I'm going to come to first service, and second service, I'm going to be a part of the hospitality team. I'm going to hook up with Pastor Albert. Wave, Pastor Albert. Wave. I'm going to hook up with Pastor Albert. I'm going to hook up with head usher Dwayne, wherever he's at. 
He's always walking around on a mission. I'm going to hook up with those guys, and I'm going to help have the best hospitality team ever. Maybe you're like, you know what, I got like five kids, and that would be hard for me to stay for both services the full time. But I still want to be a part of that dream team. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to commit to coming to first service, and while my kids are still in the nursery, the second service, I'm going to be the hospitality team. I'm going to make sure I'm out there greeting people. I'm going to make sure that I'm going to be um, helping with the coffee bar. I'm going to make sure that, you know, I'm changing the trash cans out after second service. I'm going to be about it. I'm going to make sure I'm picking up all the trash and whatever it takes. I'm going to be about that. And then 30 minutes into service, I'll get my kids and go home. That's only adding on just a little bit. Come on, can someone do that? Can someone step up to that, right? Some people are going to be so about it, they're going to say, you know what, Pastor Dawn needs a break. Pastor Dawn, our children's pastor, she's up there working. She don't never get a service in. I'm going to be her, what did I call it, a Wednesday night? I'm going to be her Padawan. Mm-hmm. Y'all know about that Padawan business. Come on, we need some Padawans in the ken- kingdom. Y'all know about that, the Star Wars? I got four kids. They're always watching the cartoons. I like the little green girl one. Like, she's about it. She, like, has her little laser sword. And anyway, I'm, I'm a, yeah. Someone knows her name. You know her name, don't you, Savannah? Who is she? The Padawan girl in the cartoon. You don't know her name? You look, how have you not seen the cartoon? It's awesome. Anyway, some people are going to be like, I'm going to be about it. I'm going to help Pastor Renee. Pastor Renee is going to get a whole service in, not just worship, but she's going to get worship and the word. I'm going to help her back in the nursery and preschool. Well, some of you guys are like, you know what? I really want to be a part of these teams. I'm going to do the just do it team. I'm going to, I'm going to come every week to one service and twice a month I'm going to commit to serve in the nursery or in the preschool. We need nursery preschool leaders to step up. We need someone to say, you know what? I'm going to commit for a full year to be a head teacher back there. And I'm going to pastor those kids. I'm going to look at those kids and I'm going to love those kids. Those kids are going to come into church and they're going to feel, they're going to, this is going to be the best time of their whole entire week. I'm going to love them. I'm going to share Jesus with them. I'm raising up kingdom warriors. Going to be about that life. And some of you guys are going to be on the It Matters team. You're going to be a part of coming once a month to, to receive and at least once a month giving. And I want you guys to pray about this and I want you to make it personal. There's a place down here to make it personal. You tell us what service you think you're going to be coming to, what service you think you're going to serve, and, and share here what you want to do. But can I, can I be real with you and tell you the, the two areas or three areas that I feel we need the most help in? Can I, can I be real for a minute? Okay. Three areas that I believe that we need the most help in. Number one, nursery and preschool. Y'all, we know how to be fruitful and multiply up in this church. Come on. How did we just have a city camp and we had like 30-something kids from four years old to eight years old? That's a lot of little babies. Come on. Listen, and we got twins coming out of here like no one's business. I'm going to tell you what. Pastor Josh was like, I don't think we have that many twins. I'm like, baby, we got twins that are in their 60s. We got twins that are teenagers. And we got like four sets of twins just back there in the nursery and preschool. He was like, oh, they're twins. They're t- yeah, we got twins. I'm telling you, we got so many twins in this church. God is saying there's going to be a double portion. Come on, kingdom multiplication. I need someone to hear from God and get a passion for the, for the younger ones in this church. To hear from God and get a passion. And then I want a commitment. Not just a, okay, I'm going to try it out. No, I want a commitment. I don't even want you to turn this card into me unless you can commit for a year. No, we, no, we're, no, 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 no. I don't want those little tired, I didn't really pray about it, I didn't really seek God, and I'm going to just do it just to make Pastor Joy feel good. No, seek God. I want a commitment, a year commitment, okay? Or, 
that, that's the first one I think we need help with. The second one is hospitality. We really need to step up and have people here on time, ready, early, y'all, early. Break that ghetto timing in Jesus' name, early. We need to get here early for church and be prepared, pray, prayed up, and passing out flyers and here with a smile like we've already been awake for a few hours, right? I need some people to help Pastor Albert and, and, and Brother Dwayne with our ushers and greeters. We need some people to step up there. And then finally, kids' church, man. We, we need some help in kids' church. Pastor John averages at least 40 kids in kids' church, y'all. That's a lot of kids, right? That's a lot of kids. We need to pour into those kids. So pray about it. There's other things that we need help in, too. But those are the three things that I think are going to need the biggest help for this stepping up and going to two services. And we're doing it, friends, because the harvest is plentiful. It's time. If you, if you know... If, if you feel this is a part of your church and you know you want to step up and you want to you want to support the leadership here, if you could just show just a physical sign of support, you don't have to turn this in right now. But if you could just stand up, if that's you and you know you're going to pray about this and you're going to see where you can help, if you would just go ahead and, and stand up. Thank you. We're going to pray. We're going to pray, and then we have another drama that we're going to do. But God is good. And I, know, I really believe that the Lord is calling us to throw that net out on the other side. And there's going to be so many people that are going to come to the kingdom because of that. And, friends, we, ha we have a strategy now. We, got, we also, I want to put one more thing out there. Talk, uh, we didn't get to announce it because there's so much going on. But the Circle of Eight for August, we only have um, a few left. This is going to be like one of the last weeks of sign up. Pastor Joshua is going to be in the back today. He's going to have some Circle of Eight cards with him too. Sign up. A Circle of Eight is basically a small group. Um, people coming together and fellowshipping over dinner, sign up for a date that works for you. If you can close your eyes, we're going to pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you, Lord God, for the people in this church.